Hello, I'm Sarah Connolly and I'm talking to Emma Pooley who has just won three stages in the 2014 Giro Rossa, the biggest women's stage race of the year, the only Grand Tour on the calendar. How are you, Emma? Um, very well, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> quite cheerful after yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> now, I wanted to ask you some questions about the whole race, if that's all right, because yep. um, you've got a lot of fans out there on Twitter who are really, really want to know all about it, basically. So you started off and you had a pretty terrible start to the race. Um, what happened in stage one? Oh, everything happened. Um, yeah, it was just terrible. Like, I wasn't feeling great at the start of the stage race, to be honest. Like, I had a, I had a bit of a cold after nationals and um, I was sort of doubting my uh, my legs because I hadn't really had a, a result for a while. So I was pretty... I wasn't full of confidence, let's put it that way. And then um, the prologue was um, not much fun in that I was one of the last ones off. I started at 24 minutes past 10 at night uh, in Naples on some cobbles in the dark. Um, I mean, prologues, short prologues aren't really my thing. But anyway, that didn't didn't go that well, but it wasn't the end of the world. But it was pretty stressful. And I had a, I had a nosebleed before the start of the prologue. And that's just a bit annoying. And it is a real pain when you've got a nice new white skin suit that you're really proud of. And then you have a nosebleed down it. So that, but that was okay. And then on the first proper stage, I had a massive nosebleed in the nosebleed in the race. Um, I think because I've been coughing and blowing my nose so much because of the cold. And and so my nose was blocked. Um, and then uh, I was coughing, and I just I think I had basically an asthma attack, and um, I just couldn't breathe, and I felt just terrible. So I got I got dropped, and then um, it sort of eased off, and I chased back and got back into the front group, and then um, then I had a mechanical and got my um, got my chain jammed and. Uh, then I got dropped from the front group again, so um, basically I lost, I lost a bit of time on the first stage, and um, which is pretty annoying because, you know, I know from racing the Giro several times that if you lose stay time once, you know, you you really you're shooting yourself in the foot because um, it's hard enough to to beat someone like Mariana Voss anyway. She you know she can win sprint stages, she can get bonus seconds. Um, there's no individual time trial, and I just. I couldn't see how I was ever going to get that time back. Mm -hmm. um, so I was a bit upset <laughs> because I'm a GC rider and that's what my team and I were there for. Um, but so we were a bit down and um, we had a bit of a chat about it and um, and we decided that, okay, maybe GC is not going to work out. Let's go for stages instead. And um, yeah, that worked out much better in the end. <laughs> I really liked stage. I think it was stage four where Yolian was four, was fifth, was fifth in the sprint. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. We had we had other options, and that was really nice. In some ways, you know, I've always ridden the Giro either riding for a teammate or for myself for the general classification, and that's pretty stressful. Like every day, you have to really concentrate, and um, it was really nice this year to say on the sprint stage on the on the stages that were clearly going to be sprints. Um, okay, I don't give a monkey's about my own position. I'm uh, I'm going to do what I can for Yolene because she's a very very good sprinter and mm. um, and and it's really nice. It's much less stressful for one thing, but also it's really nice to be able to give something back to a teammate who um, who works their backside off for you in you know in stages that you're working for. So um, yeah, she had a yeah she had a good result in that stage, but I think. Um, you know, she's she's really she's a very talented sprinter. She could do even better than that. And I felt a bit bad because she doesn't have much help in the sprint because um we didn't have anyone there to protect her and so she kind of she gets pushed around by the other teams. But um mm. yeah. She's she's got a lot of potential. I think with a bit more you know, experience of international um 
bunch of sprints like that at stage races she could do really well I mean she can definitely win stages and then yeah so um, yeah she she did well <laughs> I mean she told me before the race that because I was asking her you know as as a first-time rider I was sending her some questions and she said you know that she's never really ridden a big hilly state hilly race anyway you know she's only like she likes the Dutch racing and the Belgian racing and, and obviously she's a trackie too so I guess you know for her to come fifth on what was like stage five you know day five in yeah. a race that had some yeah. really serious hills in it on you know on, on, on yeah. stage one and stage three it's you know I thought that was even more impressive yeah exactly and you know she's very young hasn't got much experience of a, a stage race that long and you know she got through the hills fine the, 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 you know the hilly stages were more towards the end of the duo and mm. she was fine I mean um she worked her backside off for me and to get me in position for the for the climbs and you know in the, in the um the stage six and eight and nine and um she did a great job she's she's very calm and she's she's sort of older than her years if you see what I mean mm-hmm. um I think she's got a lot of potential in in um in road racing but under Salaby she you know I think she's probably trying to concentrate a bit on track at the moment and it's, it's hard to do everything but um I would I would watch that space because I think she's gonna go <laughs> a long way um and and I think she's absolutely fine on hills you know she's oh I can't ride up hills but she's she was absolutely fine I mean uh, yeah, she's she'll she'll be good. <laughs> and then on stage six, you did a kind of classic Emma Pooley early attack on that first twenty percent climb, didn't you? Well, the, the nice thing was, you know, we had nothing to lose. So, um, yeah, it seemed a bit crazy. But then, and, and the the problem is, you like the the duo, you never know from the profiles they send you whether that's actually what's going to happen in the race. And yeah, um, the profiles are often a bit misleading. So. Um, but someone who'd seen the course said to me, oh, you've got to go on that hill because after that it's all up and down and uh, and you could stay away. So I went on that hill and I had the perfect support for my team. Like Yolene and Lisbeth, Lisbeth de Vox, who's super experienced and very calm and strong. They basically did a two-up time trial to get me to the base of that climb in second wheel. And, um, and I got around that corner and just went. And I thought, well, you know, I didn't have any confidence in my climbing anymore because I've felt crap all year <laughs> to be honest and so I thought well it won't work but I might as well try so I did and um I got a gap and I think most of the team thought oh it's too early I won't bother chasing yet and then um it wasn't really that hilly for quite a few k so I I was solo for I don't know 2025 20, and then a chasing group caught me um and I thought oh well it's all over but it wasn't actually Voss and, and co so um it was a group of non- non-GC riders and so um they rode with me and that was that was pretty cool um I had some in fact I don't think I'd have won the stage without that because it was quite a long way in the wind mm. um, and then there was a long climb 13 yeah 13k um not particularly steep um and then sort of 12k descent and a, a bit of undulating to the finish and I went away on the climb again um I wouldn't say I was confident I could get away but I I thought from that group it was definitely gonna be easier to get away than it would be from say the whole peloton so <laughs> yeah. it was definitely better being in a group um without you know Voss and Mara Abbott and and um Evelyn Stevens and and you know the the scary ones so um yeah and I, I was you know I it was it, it was the kind of thing that's worth trying because if you've got nothing to lose on GC you might as well have to give it a go and even if it, you get caught it, you know it's good training and then it, it got to um I don't know what did it get to sort of I got on the descent and I hadn't lost that much time and then it got onto the flat section towards the end and and I realised that somebody behind was chasing because the gap went from 120 to 50 to 40 to 30 to 25 yes. to 19. And I was, and I was, 
you know, when you do that kind of thing, you don't, you have to be prepared for it not to work because for all the times it's reported when it works brilliantly, you know, there's uh, 10 times it didn't work. And, but um, I really didn't want to lose it 500 to go because it had been <laughs> such a hard day. And, and um, anyway, I, I only just held them off. Um, and it was, yeah, it was quite emotional because, it, yeah, it had been a hard day and it's a long time since I've, you know, since I've had a result like that where, where I'm, you know, at an international race where I could, kind of say yeah that that shows that I'm on form and so um yeah I wept <laughs> I wept again <laughs> I think I had tears in my eyes I mean I, as a fan it's I mean it's awful because it's like you know it's like some kind of Roman circus or something it's like a <laughs> yeah. brutal spectator sport but when you're watching it and it goes down to I don't know you know 15 yeah. kilometers and 45 seconds 12 yeah. kilometers and 30 seconds or whatever it was 17 yes. seconds 13 seconds yes you're kind of like sitting on the sofa going oh my god Emma oh my god Emma just yes and, and behind and then when you're in front on your own you don't know you don't know who's chasing I mean I could guess I could guess who was chasing but I was like, why are they chasing me? Because I've, you know, I'm minutes and minutes and minutes down on GC. They don't, mm. they don't need this stage as well, do they? <laughs> um, and, it, and, you know, of course, it was a small group and, and sometimes small groups don't work. And in that case, I think, you know, the, the other riders in the group worked because they were scared that otherwise Rabobank would attack them. And yeah. um, so I was a bit unlucky. But then again, I was lucky because it did work. And, um, and, it, and it, you know, and it's nice when you win a stage and it's not because no one could be bothered to chase. You know, they were chasing and I still won it. So that was quite nice. They were just... And, um, yeah. So, and it was good training. So... <laughs> They weren't just chasing, it was three Rabos. Um, yes. It was, it was Van der Breg and Ferran Prevost Voss and yeah. well, Longo, Borghini and Abbott. I mean, that's well, like... And Longo, Borghini and Abbott were also working. So, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. It, it's interesting. I think it's quite an interesting testament because although you're about six minutes down, you have in the past gone away on the solo breaks and, you know, won by stupid amounts of time. So I don't think you were a rider yeah. I'd let go in a GC even. But no. it was... It's just yeah, beautiful. no, I I agree that yeah, then they're not stupid enough to let me go nowadays. But on the other hand, um, you know, they could have kept it to a minute fairly easily. But I think, I think the Rabobank is so strong they wanted to win every stage and yeah. and and the Voss yeah. tactic was to I mean she made up a minute she made up around a minute in t- in the in the intermediate in the bonifications she got from sprint yeah. wins. Yeah. So when she was a minute and a half away from Abbott, you know, three quarters of that was from Bonnie's. Yeah. And some of that was from Abbott's, you know, losing a bit, yeah. losing a little bit of, you know, just ten seconds here, yeah. ten seconds there. Yeah, just there. a gap in a in a, in a bunch. But yeah, exactly. That's the problem. There's a, you know, Mara Abbott is much better than me in 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 the sprint finishes. But I'm, I'm basically scared in a bunch sprint. So I hang back, and then a gap. If you if, you, if there's a gap and you lose twenty seconds, that's, you know, even in a Giro with a with an individual time trial, a proper one. Um, that's hard to make up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's the kind of thing that you know I've spent years working on and. Um, and I have got better at, but I can tell you it was a huge relief when we decided not to go for GC. That when it on the bunch print stages, I'd do my absolute best for Yolene, normally a lot earlier in the stage, and then just sit up and be like, Well, yeah, you guys go <laughs> off and sprint, and I'll just poodle into the finish, <laughs> you know, chatting to a teammate, eating an oat cake, and yeah. And you know, you, you also save a lot of energy, I mean, it's mental energy, stress, but you also save a lot of a lot of physical energy by not not sprinting at the end of a stage because for me that's you know that's the hardest thing because I'm, I'm not a sprinter and um so I you know it's mentally a lot easier but also I think it it really does allow you to target the stages you want to do and I, I'm it's not so much that they let me go because I was low on GC but it's more that I had more energy because 
yeah. I wasn't going to be GC, yeah. but I was able to win at the stage. And I think once I'd won one, it, I had a lot more confidence to try again. And um, yeah, so, and I had no, oh, the other thing is having no pressure because not going to GC and, and my team was super about, especially Danny, the, the director, were very good about like, no, no pressure, just do your best. And, and that, that's a tactic that works better with me than sort of, oh, you must win. <laughs> I was going to ask you, and I hope you don't mind me asking this. I mean, you seem to be someone who's quite, oh, I don't know what the right word is. Um, you're affected by your nerves. Like when yeah. I read interviews with you, um, you yeah. or, or see or see interviews on TV, it's like you seem to get, you know, it seems to be a lot of pressure on yourself. So once that pressure was off from GC, did it was it like a weight off you, or were you still like kicking yourself about, you know, things you could have done differently in stage one or? The week yeah, before? no, it was a huge weight actually off my shoulders, and it's not that anyone else put puts pressure on me particularly. It, it's just that I. Yeah, I feel the responsibility of being a team leader quite strongly and mm. um I guess I'm just a bit of an angsty person and I always have been and um and I've you know, I've raced the Giro twice to try and win it, um and uh come second twice <laughs> and um and raced it a couple of times for, for teammates and, and and um I have to say that like racing for Claudia in two thousand and nine and her winning it was just absolutely wonderful and I really I really enjoyed that because it's not that I just want to win it for myself. It, you know, it was a wonderful experience. But I have to say that racing it for yourself with the whole team supporting you and, and, and not winning it is pretty. Um, yeah, I, I felt I wasn't I wasn't happy with second place, and not not that you know Mariana Voss is a, is, is a very respectable person to be, be beaten by, but um, I really felt that I'd I'd just not done well enough, and mm. um, so maybe not not going to GC anymore was kind of like well, okay. That that pressure's gone, and um, and 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 going for stages is is in the opposite of going for GC in that every day is a new day, and um, if you mess it up one day, you try again another day, and um, whereas GC, if you mess it up one day, it's all gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you you tried it three, you did it three different ways. I mean, I would just, I mean, I'd love to talk to you for hours and hours about this, but <laughs> you, I mean, stage eight was kind of that classic duel in the mountains with Mara. You know, you and Mara, yeah. you know, you going up in that group, in a group of different riders and, you know, each of your attacks kind of pushing off more and more riders. I mean, yeah. you know, when you caught van der Breggen and she was dropped with just one kilometre to go, yeah. that was just, and then you just seemed to up your speed in ways that Mara couldn't, you know, couldn't keep up with. That was interesting to watch because it was so different. And then obviously stage nine was kind of a, a classic mountain solo attack. And <laughs> Stage eight was... Um... I was I was really surprised. Like obviously, like so, I went into the stage with the knowledge that maybe if it worked out well, I could maybe try and win it. But I don't. I didn't believe I could beat Mara in a climb ever again because after the Giro in two thousand and ten, when she, um, she quite conclusively trounced me on the on the Stelvio, I um, I, I tend to remember the defeats. I suppose which isn't <laughs> isn't very good psychology. I'm sure I should work on that. But um, yeah. So and and um. Yeah, it's hard when you don't have much self confidence anymore to to believe you can do it. So, I was I was really just hanging on. And, and what we said was, well, we're going to defend the green jersey. We've won a stage; it's all good. We're going to defend the green jersey, which sounds ridiculous, you know. You know, it works. What's defending the green jersey against defending the pink? But you know, you take what you can get when you're riding mm. against Rabobank. And, um, <laughs> so, um, so all I wanted to do was sort of hang on on that final climb on stage eight until um, people like Pauline and uh, Van der Breggen yeah. were dropped, so that because they they were the only ones who could or um, uh, Scandolara, um, make sure she wasn't there so that I could 
you know, not not worry too much about it, which sounds silly. But and then, and it didn't really feel that hard, so I just sort of kept hanging on and um, just quite enjoyed it really. Um, watching them like play cat and mouse about GC and and Rabobank obviously having three riders in the in in our group, they were in a very strong position. But I, I sort of said deliberately, well, you know, not my business to interfere with GC, <laughs> and um, and personally, I'd have I'd have quite liked to have seen Elisa Longa Bolini win that stage because. She had so much support, and she's such a yeah. talented young rider. And um, and uh, you know, if it had stayed as a group until the finish, and and she'd won in the you know sort of sprint, then that would have been that would have been awesome. But it didn't work out that way, and, and the group got whittled down. And then I was it was me against Mara in this sort of comical riding next to each other <laughs> sprint. Um, and uh, and I'm always the idiot that goes too early, and so I thought, oh, how she's going to sit on my wheel and just ride past me easily. And then um, so I sort of dug in a bit about I don't know what, 50 to go or 100 to go mm. I can't really remember it it's all stretched out in a in a slow motion uphill sprint and um <laughs> and I'm sure she was on my wheel and was just going to come past and actually she was I think I gapped her so I could have put my hands in the air and I was <laughs> I was too worried so I didn't <laughs> yeah and then I mean and then stage nine I mean oh god that was such gorgeous riding really really gorgeous riding I mean watching you guys attack each other and riders like Evie Stevens go and try early and you know those like last ditch do or die attempts and then yeah when you went that was a really interesting thing and there was for me the moment was when Pauline was chasing you and she got you know she was but she was chasing on the wrong side of the road and kind of saying to Mara well you know if you want her go after her and chase her but it wasn't that it didn't feel like they let you go because you were low on DC it felt like someone would have had to have made a huge effort to catch you if that makes any sense and you seem to just notice that and just shoot off in those kind of seconds of indecision yeah, I think I was just thinking I had to take any opportunity because, you know, what what Voss and Pauline and Van der Breggen are what they're all good at is, um, is changing pace. You know, yeah. they, I don't. I'm I'm getting less less good at that. I feel like so. Um, if I get a gap, I've got to go for it and just take the opportunities. And again, I sort of said, well, I'd love to win this stage. It would be absolutely magical, but it doesn't matter if not. So I thought, well, you know, I'll try a bit of an attack, but it wasn't. I felt like it was a totally rubbish attack, to be honest. And um, <laughs> and I was I was feeling, I, I felt terrible at the bottom of the climb because I'd um, I was far too far back. Um, there were some tunnel sections just before we got to the lake, and I, I I'm not good in tunnels. And I got scared and I dropped back, and then mm. I was right at the back of the peloton, and it was all lined out because um, I think UHC and Rabobank were on the front drilling. Oh no, Shimano were on the front drilling it. And um, yeah, I was totally in the wrong place, and my poor team had to do a sort of massive time trial effort up the side of the up the side of the road to get me back to the front again and I only just made it back to the front group before we hit the climb so I think I was a bit in the red before I got to the climb and um and I suspected that Mara would hit the climb hard because she you know for GC she had to try and get a minute and a half or a minute 40 and um so I thought well Mara's gonna smack it on the front and I'm just gonna get dropped but I sort of thought I'd hang around as long as possible and and when it did ease off a bit and I yeah, I know it didn't ease off really. I just, um, I think I noticed that Pauline and Van, Anna van der Breggen were riding on the front. There were sort of, there were, f- uh, there's five of us left, so three Rowbanks, Mara and myself. And mm. and um, fa- uh, Ferran Prevot and, and Van der Breggen were riding on the front. And I worked out that they weren't doing it because they felt great and they wanted to set the pace. They were doing it because they were scared of Mara and me and they didn't want us to set the pace. Mm. And that's when I thought, right, okay, I'll try because if they're scared, that's a good sign. And um so I just sort of went a bit faster outside the road. It was a crap attack. And 
and I do think that it was because they were more worried about Mara than about me. So they knew that, you know, if, if I'm on the stage, it wasn't the end of the world. But um, if Mara got away, she, you know, she could make a minute mm. and a half. Um, and, you know, I think it's a compliment to her that um, that they rode so um, so aggressively in their defence. I'd say, having seen the footage, I mean, they they did box her in a bit, and um, I think it's because you know it's a compliment because they she's so strong that they didn't want her to get away at all. Whereas me, for me, they they didn't want to waste the energy. I think they didn't want to chase me and then be put at risk of being attacked by Mara, and that she'd go, and then then they might lose the GC. So. Mm. I did benefit from the from the tactics amongst other people, and um, and of course there's a flat section or a downhill section in the middle of that climb where um, you can make a lot of time if if you're really riding and the group behind you is sort of dithering a bit and um, uh, yeah and it I mean it's magic when you get away when you know you're when you know you've got 50 seconds going to the final K and um, and something would have to go really badly wrong to, to lose it. Like, you know, you could pretty much puncture and run to the finish and still make it. So, so like, you know, that was really nice. And there were hundreds of people there. And I had friends who'd come from Switzerland to, to, you know, cheer me on. And it was absolutely magical. It was really nice. And... What I thought was most interesting was, you know, we used to joke about you descending like Wiggins or descending like a Schleck or something. <laughs> and watching you in both stage six and stage nine, which you hit those descents, you didn't lose time on the Voss group on stage six on the descents or, or not not enough. But you 20 know, not seconds, enough to yeah. Difference. Yeah, I have to say, I was really I was really pleased that people commented on that because it's something that obviously I had to work on because it was a real weakness. And, um, and it's an embarrassing weakness when you're a professional cyclist and you and you descend like a sack of potatoes and you're scared. And, and it's also, it's just not fun when you spend the whole race dreading the descent. Mm. And um, so I spent a lot of years working on it. And my, my coach, Tim Williams, um, he was my coach before, he um, he's a really good descending coach. And I mean, I have to say, we went to Mallorca and spent a week just riding up and down, up and down hills. And, um, you know, I like the running up and he liked the running down. <laughs> and by the end of a few, a few weeks of training like that, I like the riding down as well. And when... Yeah, and, and now I enjoy descending, and um, and it's a thrill, just like it is for most people. And um, I'm never going to be as good as Mariana Voss or Trixie Warrack or someone, but I'm good enough, especially when I'm on my own and I'm not scared about of people around me crashing. That that it's not it's not a big weakness anymore, and and I enjoy it, which is a, a wonderful thing because it's a it's a lovely part of riding a bike, especially if you like mountains. You know, <laughs> you, you, what goes up must come down, and um, so um, yeah, I was I was I was glad that. Um, I didn't lose too much time there because I felt actually, on, especially on stage six, I was descending very cautiously because it was the road was wet and mm. um, and uh, I don't really like falling off. So um, <laughs> yeah, so I thought I was I thought I was being pathetic. I thought they would catch me, and I was just this is going to be another one of those embarrassing poodle gets caught on the descent things. But yeah, the thing that was really impressive for me was you know when you were going up those switchback backs and and you could hear on the TV like the bells getting louder and louder and <laughs> you know you'd start off with a couple of people on a corner and it, with each corner there'd be more people and then there'd be people on the road and people running around you cheering and you just yeah. had this complete look of focus while you were just like you looked like you're in some perfect zone I mean as and as you ascended everything getting louder and louder <laughs> it just seemed like magical what was it like to ride um yeah in retrospect, magical, but at the time it was just quite painful. I mean, <laughs> it, it, I mean it's, it's wonderfully encouraging, and especially when you when you know you're basically winning. I mean, I, there isn't really a, a much better feeling in the world. And um, 
and I know no, I had a lot of people shouting Emma, which was is really nice. But I, I didn't. You don't really look, especially when you're in the group. You don't look because you're busy watching the riders around you. But mm. even on my own, I spotted one friend because I I was looking out for him because I knew he was going to be there watching. But then a lot of people shout Emma. You don't know if you know them or not. And um, I didn't. You know, it would be terrible to sort of to overly enjoy the last kilometre and then get caught because you were faffing <laughs> around, taking soaking up the uh, appreciation of the crowd or something. So. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I wanted to be focused and, and, um, and win the thing because, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, that's a, it's a very special place to win a, a stage of the Giro as well. The Madonna di Gazaio climate, it, it, it's, um, obviously it's got a lot of significance for cyclists and, um, and I had a terrible stage there four years ago, so it was nice to get revenge. <laughs> um, how's your, I mean, I don't, I can't really ask this question, but how's the confidence now? How do you feel now about cycling? Um, yeah, much more positive, I have to say. Um, <laughs> although a bit sad because, you know, that's the only race like that I had all year. And, yeah. Um, I, yeah, a lot of people have said, you know, where's the Tour de Lode and where are the hills that used to be in the Giro di Trentino and, you know, that kind of thing. And it is a bit... I mean, I really enjoyed it and, and I'm I'm glad I hung, in, hung on in there through the crap days to make it to the mountain stages. But it's... As a as a mount as a climber, it, it's a bit sad because as a woman, you you know when when do we race that apart from the Giro and and even the Giro, some years there it isn't as tough and mm. um, I I um, it just makes me wish that we had more 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 races with the men basically. So you know why do we? Wouldn't it be wonderful if we had a Criterium du Dauphiné or a or a Lombardia or something Lombardia yeah. or yeah. Yeah, there's plenty to name and I think what what people love watching the men do they could also watch the women do on tv and 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 you know when I think yeah it's, it, it just makes me wonder how much better it could be if, yeah. if there were more races like that for us yeah. and um and it also makes me appreciate how great the Giro is and the fact that it is covered on tv and there's right away coverage and and that coverage the highlights go on to um youtube and i found that thanks to you and Piratically, uh, the pirates <laughs> oh the pirates oh crap, the pirates sneak them on so the i probably pi- shouldn't tell anyone no 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 no, okay. no 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 it's fine it's as long as ryan ever find out it's going to be completely okay. fine <laughs> so the Giro, i guess the Giro also organizers love it but the right away probably don't well yeah, um yeah well so... i have to say that all my friends on facebook really appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> my mum loves it because she you know well yeah a lot of a lot of my friends they know I, I race bikes but they don't ever get to see it like the olympics was the only thing and that maybe the nationals and after the olympics and nationals this year i heard loads of people say wow i watched your race it was fantastic and i think well no that was that was nothing compared to what we like what we do the giro <laughs> i think it's, so it's great yeah i think seeing seeing you got Gisalio, which people know you know that it's evocative yeah. it's beautiful it's amazing but yeah and also having that real luxury of being able to see the entire climb like being able to yeah. see, see stage six from, I mean, I know they, they didn't show the bit where they, you know, because they like to show this long end bit, but about half an hour of the end and that entire of the Gisalio climb, that's a real privilege to be able to see for me. You know, I was asking people on Twitter, what was the highlight of your Giro? Because I always do. Pretty much everyone said, Emma Pooley in the mountains. <laughs> oh, that's really nice. Well, I, I very much appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I, it was... Yeah, I, I, it's been very positive for me, sort of in, in terms of encouragement and um, and feeling like I wasn't letting my team down so much anymore, and uh, and that like like maybe I am a cyclist after all. I you know I've been doubting for a while. Oh, you totally. <laughs> well, are. And and I've got to tell you, you were 
the, the, I said, you know, if anyone got any questions for Emma Pooley, and all anyone said is, tell her she's an inspiration, tell her she's mega. You know, the the <laughs> person on Twitter who was saying she was watching with her five year old daughter, you know, who want, who wants to ride like that. But also, I think you had that perfect underdog dog story of you know starting terribly, pictures of you covered in blood, looking like a, <laughs> yes. you know, looking it like it looked a, good, didn't it? <laughs> especially with your kit congratulations that was good so yeah i mean gotta let you go so thank you so much um well thank you what's just quickly what's next you've got commonwealths coming up yeah i'm going um i'm home just for a day and then i'm going uh i'm training camp tomorrow because the commonwealth games is coming up and it's pretty important i'm i'm really uh looking forward to that um it's almost a home commonwealth games and um uh um and just before the commonwealth is uh, la course in paris which is going to be fantastic and i'm really looking forward to racing for yolene because yeah. um i owe one after last week so um yeah so that's going to be pretty cool i hope excellent well massive massive good luck and i'm really happy i'm really happy for you and thank you for providing us with a, a ton of entertainment thank you thanks sarah it's a pleasure to, uh, to race <laughs>